You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Today's Compassion Sunday. By the way, for anyone that wasn't here last time I preached, my name is Matt Tuggle. I am a pastor from uh, Awaken San Diego at the Bressy campus. This is my beautiful wife, Lauren Tuggle. And she is, she's the real deal. Most of my good revelations come from her talking to me. Um, and we just love this, this city, man. It's, it's won our heart. It's a beautiful place. And so I'm so excited to be here. And it is Compassion Sunday. And although my message, I have a, I'm notorious for not getting on the same page with the, <laughs> the theme. Um, but it does have a play in here because <laughs> last time I made this same apology. So um, I wish, yeah, anyways. So the title of my message today is called Dreamcatcher. And there is, there is something to this because as you see on that video, and by the way, don't those videos, does anyone else just get wrecked when you, I like, oh, come on, little kids say I love Jesus, I'm crying. Um, but in order for God to fulfill his dreams on the earth, it's, it, it starts with the dreams in the church. That the people, there are people in this room, you are called to raise up mighty businesses and have mighty triumphs in the marketplace to buy more villages. It's amazing that our church is going to own a village. And I, I just want to prophesy that because of the people in this house that catch the dream, that catch the vision for their life, see, you are meant to be blessed to be a blessing. And I'm not going to apologize that. And I've struggled with this. I grew up in a, in a kind of a religious background. And I thought that, you know, poverty equaled holiness. Like if we chose, somehow chose to, to be, you know, less than, then that equaled holiness. And I'm telling you, I've had a divine shift because I used to say to myself, I don't need all that. I just need enough for me. That's kind of selfish when you think about it. Who's going to give? Who's gonna give? I love people. If I had more, guess what I'll do with it? I'll give. And it's a, it's a mind shift. And if this bugs you, let's pray after because I'm telling you, you were meant to be a blessing and you cannot give what you do not have. That's good. That's good preaching. Hey, I wanna also encourage you that C3 Awaken, we engage the preacher and it's not for me. Thank you, you remember. <laughs> Why do we do that though? Why do we engage? I'm telling like. How much more fun is watching the Super Bowl or, you know, your favorite college team when you're in a room full of people that are excited and, and champion? You get, you get pulled into an atmosphere. So if you hear people shouting, clapping, standing up when it's good, it's not because I'm super insecure. And if I don't, I'll just, you know, I'll cry up here. It's because we want to engage the word of God. It's not the, it's not the man of God. It's the word of God. So we engage the word of God. So I just want to encourage you, if you feel, uh, if you're feeling it, if something hits you, you know, give a verbal shout, give a little clap. You can really yell almost anything as long as it's not a cuss word. So um, if it's really good, maybe, but I mean, don't. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in trouble. My wife's going to give me a hard time. Okay, we're going to start in Acts chapter 2, verse 17. I'll maybe read up here. Here we go. 
title and message, Dreamcatcher. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men shall see vision and your old men shall dream dreams. Old men and women shall dream dreams. Dreamcatcher. I'm not talking about the Native American, you know, fancy little spiderweb feather thing. Uh, I'm talking about somebody who's able to catch the dream that God put in your heart. You know, I, I have been a pastor for many years, and I've spent a lot of time talking to people. And what I have found is that if you dig down, almost everybody has a dream. Now, some people have been conditioned to bury it because, you know, the Bible even says don't throw your pearls to swine, Meaning some people, you tell them your dream and, you know, as the prophet Taylor Swift says, haters going to hate. <laughs> it just is what it is. And so we are conditioned sometimes to hide the dreams that God has given us. Also, sometimes we have a dream and the devil's not creative. He doesn't create. He perverts what's already created. And so sometimes our dreams can get peppered with a little bit of perversion. My uncle, who's also a pastor, used to say, if I made you brownies, but I, the spoon I used, I had used to empty the cat litter box, would you still eat the brownies? No, even though it's this little amount, it's a big problem in a batch of brownies. And so the same is true here is that sometimes there's a twisting that the Holy Spirit can give, but God is the dream giver. God is the one who puts dreams in our hearts. And he says when his Holy Spirit comes in, it gets reactivated. And that's why we can't do life without the Holy Spirit. We can't reach our potential without the power of God. That's how he meant to do it. Hey, bro, what's your name it, with the singer guy? Yeah, Corey. Dude, I don't know what this means, but I just, like, when you were up here, I saw, like, the word over here. It says, he's back, baby. I don't know what that means, but you're back, baby. Dude, whatever you went through, you're back, and God knows it, and the devil hates it. Come on, Corey. This is, sorry, this just happens. <laughs> Lord, help me get to my points. Okay, I'm going to just fly through here. God wants to activate the dreams again. The Holy Spirit's what does it. Um, and I, my message today, and I'm going to try to do it quick, is there are a lot of things that we think disqualify us from our dream that don't. Let me tell you what doesn't disqualify you from your dream, your family background. Read the Bible. Read Israel, Joseph, the story of Joseph. One of the greatest stories, if you need to re-encourage that God can activate your dreams in the craziest of circumstances, let me tell you, he come from a broken family. His brother sold him into slavery as the alternative to they were gonna kill him, okay? And then you read this, all this other stuff. I mean, one of his brothers, like, got his mother or his daughter-in-law pregnant. I mean, there's a jacked up family. And I bring that up because some of us, we come from a jacked up family. And we feel like the devil just comes and says, look at the stock that you came from. But that's the beauty of the cross is that you might have come from one DNA chain, but you're on a new DNA chain because there's been a blood transfusion. Jesus is the stock you come from now. That's why God said you're gonna be born again. So when you're like, oh, I don't know if I can do it, go look at your, your heavenly father. Look where he comes from. Go look at Jesus. That's the stock you come from. So that doesn't disqualify. You know what else doesn't disqualify you? Your circumstances. I come back to the story of Joseph, and if you've never heard the story of Joseph, 
uh, I want you to go to Genesis 40 after this. Right around there, start at, I think it's Genesis 37 or 38, and it says uh, he had a dream. In fact, his brothers nicknamed him the dreamer, okay? That was almost the title of the message, but I like Dreamcatcher better. So Joseph was a dreamer, but God took him through this crazy journey to get him to where the dream came true. And one thing, if you looked at his circumstances, before he went to the top, his trajectory was this. I mean, as low as you get. Any, any like ROI, if you were gonna invest in Joseph's stock, you'd be like, uh-uh, okay? He's, he's more crazy than GameStop stock, okay? <laughs> Some of you got it, okay? Thank you, Elon, you the man. Anyways, <laughs> um, his trajectory looked so downhill, but he held to the dream. And he kept laying the Holy Spirit, and, he kept, and I, we're going to talk about that. So your circumstance doesn't negate your dream. Your mistakes, pausing for effect. Your mistakes, I don't care how bad they are, do not, I mean, that's why, thank goodness that the Bible doesn't sugarcoat the characters. King David, whoo, he royally screwed up. He doesn't sugarcoat because we need to know that God can use us no matter what our past looks like. Come on, that's good preaching. That's where you get, you know, amen, hallelujah, shame the devil, whatever. Give me some shouts, okay? So those don't disqualify you, but I'll t I want to talk about three things that do, that can. And I know that's like, oh, you know, a Calvinist would freak it out right now, but... Um, <laughs> Like three people, like, a, like pastors get that. Um, you know, we partner with God on the dream. And that's just how it is. That's just how it is. We partner with God on the dream. And I have found in my journey that there are three things that disqualify. And I'm going to just go really fast because I have burned up a lot of my time. Okay, first, don't quit when it gets hard. The dream has a processing plan. Because the dream unprocessed will kill you. It'll crush you. Because God's, but God's plans for you are so much bigger than your own capacity. And to learn to have faith, you know, people in the desert, uh, when, they, when the Israelites escaped, they had to spend 40 years in the desert to get the slave mentality out of their brain. There is a processing. And I promise you, if you just stay stuck, God will do it. What kills me is a weak church when somebody gets offended or a leader calls you out and says, hey, we want you to do it differently. And you're just like, you know what? I'll go to the church next door. You know what you do? You're a plant that was planted and you rip up your roots and you go there and you have to start all over with the foundational work. Every time you jump ship, you start over. Now, I'm not judging you and especially I'm thankful that you came to this church if, this is, if you're coming. But listen, at some point, you got to plant because God can't finish the work unless the roots go deep. The Bible says those that are planted in the house of God will prosper. You've got to plant. And I can tell you that this house is good soil. This house is good soil. And just so you know, this word, I wish I could go into this story, but I'll give you the short version. I was on staff at this church four years ago, and I was fired. Everyone I know that's ever had that happen left. And I have never seen good fruit come out of that. 
And so I had to go into my processing, my wine press, and figure out what was my issue, what was misunderstandings, what was misinformation. And I'm going to tell you, it hurt. I would cry in the shower like a little baby. God, please just take away this pain, take away this. And it wasn't just, he didn't just process me there. I was start, trying to start a business and I was tanking. I mean, I just, my life, I was about to lose my house. Everything felt so hard. And I remember I was praying and actually just kind of crying to God. I said, God, please, you gotta fix this. And all I heard the Holy Spirit said was, don't waste this. I was like, you suck. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> but if you knew how God has now, I'm up here. This is, this is, is the dream accepted with the process. And so I just want to encourage you, be willing to process because pain is not God's living room for you, but it is sometimes a doorway. Sometimes the pain is what is needed to accelerate you into the living room. So don't stay in your pain, but don't run from your pain. Bring your pain to God. So don't quit when it gets hard. Ephesians 6.13, just so you have some Bible to back up what I'm saying. Ephesians 6.13 says this, and the uh, keys or violin or whatever's gonna make me sound more holy, come on up. Um, Ephesians 6 says, at the end here, it says, I'm just gonna read the end. Uh, 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 Having done all to stand, now read the next verse. Stand therefore. When you've given everything, when you have nothing left, don't run, don't hide. Sometimes you don't even have to fight anymore, but do not lose ground. Just stand there and trust God. Pain is not the living room, it is the door. Number two, don't stop serving. Go back and read the story of Joseph, and I apologize, that I can't read the whole thing, but it's spread out over multiple chapters. But the re Joseph, as he was going down in his fortune, he kept serving. And it was serving, in fact, what ultimately led him to his catastrophic rise to power and fame and fortune in the dream he had had 13 years before it happened was that when his dreams seemed completely dead, he interpreted the dreams of other people. He would listen and serve the dreams of other people. I, I can't express this. You know, it's not that the church needs you to put on an orange shirt and smile, and if you don't, like the whole world will fall apart and we can't make it. There are so many people, but if you're not serving in, in the house of God, you're missing out because the dream starts as a seed. That's how God works. That's why he always preaches in agriculture. The dream starts as a seed. If you have a dream to make famous movies that highlight the Christian values in Hollywood, it might start with taking pictures of a goofy guy with red shoes on the stage. It might start with being late at night on Saturday trying to make slides for the scripture because the pastor sent them to you at like 11 o'clock at night. Thank you, Devin. <laughs> starts in the serving. Jesus said, and let's get the Bible just so you don't think this is just me making up fancy things. Uh, Matthew 20, 25 says this. But Jesus called, to himself, called them to himself. You know what the rulers of the Gentile Lord is over them and those who 
our great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be among you, but whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. Next verse. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. And last verse, just as the son of man is not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And then two blind men receive sight. That's not part of it. Um, <laughs> serve. I, uh, I've had the privilege of meeting Canon J. John. He is the Billy Graham of England. And um, I remember I was driving with him and we were talking about his local church and I was blown away. This guy fills stadiums, has led hundreds of thousands, millions of people to Jesus. He's one of the most prominent evangelists in the world. And when he's at home at his church, not doing revivals, he serves on the coffee team. He makes coffees for people. This guy's world renowned and he makes coffees for people. Why? Because he's always an evangelist. And he figures if he gives them coffee, they'll be open to the gospel because coffee is like liquid Holy Spirit. <laughs> I love you, Holy Spirit. You know, I'm joking. <laughs> Finally, the only other thing that can take you out from the dream is holding an offense and unforgiveness. I'm this, there are books about it. Beta Satan by John Vivier's great book. But I have, this is where the devil works in the church. This is a family issue. If you're, if you're here and you're not like even sure if you're a Christian, like hear this, but understand this is a family issue. This is, once you're in the family, the devil goes, okay, I can't take away their salvation, but I can get them offended. And if I get them offended, they'll isolate. And I can make sure they're completely ineffective. He's lost you, but he doesn't want to lose your people, your network, your territory. And so he will work so hard to offend you. And if the church is doing what it's supposed to do, there will be offensive people in the building. <laughs> it's just the nature of the beast. Look, I mean, if you're perfect, you know, you can go start a church, but you only have you as the member. We're all working this salvation thing out. Man, I've offended people so accidentally. I remember one of the first times I ever preached, I made a joke about cancer and, you know, lactac, and this guy just stood up and walked out. He just found out his mom had cancer. I was like, oh, God, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, but it's so easy to offend. It's so easy to offend. It's so easy to carry offense. Listen, the Bible promises this. Offense will come. So let's just bear that. If, you're, if you want to try to avoid offense, then... I, you have to do, you have to lock down. That's all you can do. And even then you'll turn on TV and you'll probably get offended. So, but the trick is to not become offended. To not become offended. Proverbs put it to like this and it's Proverbs 18, 19. A brother offended is harder to win than a strong city. Offense, offense grows and forgiveness is the key. And so today, as I wrap up the message here, and we're gonna talk a little bit more about uh, Peru, and um, if we could, okay, we got the band up here, great, guys. Um, I wanna go after that specific thing, unforgiveness and offense. And so I'm gonna have everyone bow their heads and close their eyes, and today, 
God brought you here because he wants to fix the problem. Holy Spirit, would you come in this room? And for anyone here that is carrying any kind of offense or unforgiveness, might be with your spouse, might be with your child, might be with your parent. I'm not asking you to call what they did okay. I'm not asking you to uh, go back into a dysfunctional relationship completely. I'm just asking that if you're holding unforgiveness, the Holy Spirit knows that that is blocking the dream. And so if that's you, this is between you and God. Everyone's hands closed, everyone's eyes closed, but I'm gonna pray a prayer that we will release and let that go. But if the Holy Spirit is revealing to you that you need to, you have an offense that you haven't forgiven or unforgiveness in your heart, would you just raise your hand and I'm gonna pray for you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. Let's pray this together. Dear Jesus, I give you this unforgiveness. I give you this offense for what that person did to me. I forgive them as you have forgiven me. Let me walk in freedom, trusting you that you make all things new, that you are my protection, you are my justice, and I will give this to you now and let you handle it the way you see fit. I release them. Come on. Now let me pray for you. God, thank you for today. Thank you, Lord, that we are stepping out of a hallway into the living room. We don't have to hold bitterness or rage or hurt, Lord. For everyone that prayed, some of you, that prayer was hard. It was hard to do. Let, let you know God is for you, and God is proud of you, and he will give you the power. And if that offense rises up again, you have an instant fix. You keep saying, I forgive them in the name of Jesus. I forgive them in the name of Jesus. Until you feel complete release, every time they come to your mind, every time that moment comes to mind, I forgive them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just real quick, if anybody in here doesn't know Jesus, or you did know Jesus and you feel very far from him and you don't know for sure that heaven is your home, everybody's eyes bowed, everyone's head down. Can I pray for you real quick? Would you raise your hand? I love brave people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see your hands. You can put them down. Real quick, church, let's pray this prayer together. And then those who raised your hand, our team is gonna come find you. They've got a Bible for you, a book for you. And, and come find me too down here. I'd love to pray with you. So everyone that raised their hand, and let's pray this together. Church, as a family, dear Jesus, thank you for saving me. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I ask you to forgive my sins. Give me your holiness and your purity. Be Lord of my life. I trust you from this day forward. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, 
go to awakenchurch.com. 